Oh, hey guys. <laughs> it's Zach Shu, Dan here with Powerhouse Vince Show. Uh, I, my name is Zach Shu. Like I said, I work for Memphis Fence Company. I am the ornamental operations manager, among many other things. Uh, a lot of hats here in the Memphis Fence Company family. Um, let's see, I've been working here now for about six months. I had a little stint where I left for a while, worked here for about five years uh, or so the first time, and now I'm back in this capacity. Uh, and we're just a couple of guys trying to start a, a podcast about some stuff, I think, is what we got so far. I think the purpose of this is to do an introductory and kind of get down the line as to what these stuffs are that we'll be talking about. But we'll see how that kind of develops organically. And I guess it'd be good to introduce my I'm the co-host. So I guess I need to introduce the host. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm Dan, Dan Turbyville. I own Memphis Fence Company, third generation owner here. Um, the point of this show is going to be to talk about commercial fence. There's a lot of guys doing a lot of good things in the residential fence world. That's kind of seems to be where most of the podcasts are focused. So we wanted to do something that was a little more commercial focused since, and that's what we do. We don't really service the residential industry at all. We stopped and put all of our energy into commercial. And so we just kind of want to share some of our knowledge and share our journey as we go along. And maybe somebody will learn something. Maybe we'll learn something. Yeah, that's good. Um, speaking of learning some stuff, I guess we could kind of start with a little history and on ourselves and yeah. let them know yeah, where look. we came from, kind of. Let's what learn, happened let's learn where who we, we are. are now? Okay. Uh, who are you, Zach? My name is Zach Shu. Again, um, I currently am the ornamental operations manager. A um, little bit of backstory, I guess, kind of where Dan and I collided, if you will, um, or were introduced. It was it was all smooth. I, there was no collision in that. I don't think is um, a beneficial partnership. We call it maybe symbiotic even. So I... I, uh, around 2011, I guess I'd, or 2010, I was working as a warehouse manager for a company that manufactured bed bug traps here locally in Memphis, Tennessee. And I kind of started on the ground level as an assembler and then, uh, you know, eventually became the warehouse manager. Wait, uh, we, wait, wait, wait. Did you say bed bug said, traps? Yes, I said bed bug traps. So wait I don't know. Wait yeah, a minute. So are bed bugs a big enough problem that there's a trap industry? Why not just exterminate right. them? Well, so the trap is used if you are under suspicion that you have a bed bug infestation, you just don't know it. The trap will help you designate whether or not you do or do not have an infestation. And then also if you go the extermination route at the end to uh, do a final sweep just to be sure that you no longer have them in the home, you use this thing. It's a monitor, if you will, more so than a trap. It does in fact trap them but it is ultimately a monitor all right all right so what happens when you catch a mess of bed bugs what, what do you do with i don't i've never personally caught that's not my area of expertise my area of expertise was producing packaging uh putting in place some practices manufacturing practices and uh in place in hr i did you know we built out a warehouse and uh designed the packaging shipping and receiving and all that stuff and uh with some help from the owner who worked remotely from uh it don't tell her i don't know what state she's from uh from connecticut from connecticut from uh fiji 
Right. No, I didn't I, figure that out. Right. No, she would. Uh, the, she didn't like where she lived um, so much that she moved here. Um, oh well. Yeah. So, just kidding. Just kidding. I love this city, man. I love this city. So I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. I've been here for most of my life. Done a lot of traveling. Um, but back to the you know 2010, 2011, got the warehouse management position that ended up kind of falling through for me. So um, <clears throat> I had a friend that had completed a. Uh, technical college for some welding certifications and that kind of thing. And he told me it looked pretty good and that, you know, at this time that, you know, job market, well, I got, I guess I thought the job market was shaky. I have no idea, but under the uh, pretense that the job market may be a little shaky, I thought get a welding job. I'll say, you know, I like motorcycles and art and stuff like that. So uh, I sought out on this. uh, In fact, actually the great, the most inspirational idea for the welding came from building motorcycles. And I had this thought that I, I'm going to, I intend to ride this thing. You know, I don't know if you've ever cobbled together a a vehicle and then thought, do I really know what the hell I just did? Do I trust myself enough to (laughs) actually like, so that's somewhere that's where the, the welding spark kind of became, you know, an, a flame into the ember that it is now. So did did you ride that motorcycle? Oh, I rode the motorcycle. Yeah. No, I did not. I did not uh, do that. Uh, I did get on it. I did write it. Uh, and you know, so you're here. You survived to, you tell, to the tell the story. Tell. That's correct. Yeah. That's right. All right. Uh, so that's where my introduction to welding school. So I graduated welding school with the anticipation. They trained us for pipe welding. Um, there was a little bit of fitting, a little bit of rigging, uh, some minor textbook stuff, uh, weld symbols and reading plans and kind of just a crash course. A lot of hands on. I spent a lot of hours in the shop. And, you know, I considered myself to be the star student, uh, which didn't hurt considering I was 35 and or something like that, you know, in my 30s and everyone else was 19. So, of course, I excelled above the class. <laughs> I have a family. I'm an experienced adult, you know, competing everyone against children. Everyone else is like, right. Ryan just got, they just learned not to not eat crayons. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, good job. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, you know, I had aspirations of becoming a pipe welder. There's a lot of talk around how much money pipe welders make and that kind of thing. And then just kind of happenstantially uh, ended up in the ornamental iron world. or And that was my first uh, job in the welding industry. And then I've pretty much stuck there since. Uh, that was 2012. So you never welded any kind of pipe? I mean, outside of like handrail or something like that, you you never had like a pipe welding job? No, I did do, we had uh, the shop I worked in, we did do a little bit of structural, some, some structural welding, which we also learned, but no pipe. No, not in the, not in a you right. know, uh, professional setting, yeah. so to speak. Um, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I'm just going to ease over the joke there, but uh, <laughs> laid plenty, just saying, um, <laughs> I told her I wouldn't say, uh, yeah. So either way, so I ended up in the ornamental shop and, um, and worked there and, uh, got a good bit of experience and, and learned to do that pretty quickly. Um, and then at, at some point that business, uh, just didn't make it. It was an old business. It's, um, had been in business for a long time. And so we did a lot of stuff here, very ornamental and really detailed and meticulous stuff. And, um, that business closed at which point uh, I actually the owner of the business is the one that uh, I would say introduced us, but uh, he gave me the lead that Memphis fence company was hiring a fabricator. Oh, nice. 
Yeah, so I don't that's think I where ever knew that. Yeah, that's where the lead came from. So, I, and I think I got your cell phone and just called you on the phone. Yeah, I just called you directly from you know the office at the other shop and said, "Hey, I, I'm a fabricator and I need a job." And you gave me a brief interview over the phone. It was like a math test. And can you figure picket centers? And I said, "Well, heck yes, I can." And, and could uh, you? Actually, oh yeah, I could I okay. could yeah okay. I could I could, uh, and th- well, that's one thing is that you know I consider myself to be some kind of like new school hotshot fabricator with two years experience, mm-hmm. mind you, you know, so not some seasoned vet, but I sure as hell thought I was, but some kind of badass, but uh, um, and kind of had that attitude about it too. I think really, I, I was a bit more brash back then, so I probably used a lot more profanity when when explaining how good I was at what I could do. And when questioned on my abilities, I'm sure I kind of bucked up against that. And uh, so, you know, I hired on over here as a at Memphis fence company, as a fabricator in the iron shop, at which point I think. Oh, okay. So when you hired on here and something came out of the shop that was messed up, who did we blame? Oh, me. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was me. Uh, and mostly everything was me at that point because I was the only person uh, consistently working in the iron shop. <laughs> oh, should should we take a call? Yeah, sure. What's up? What do we got? Is it on the Bluetooth? Yeah. Let's see if this works. Well, yeah, of course it's going to work. You, you are in our podcast show right now. Oh, really? Yeah. What are we talking about? I don't know. You just so happened to call, so here we are. Oh, I can talk about whatever I needed to then. That's okay. Oh, you you got uh, about 40 more seconds. Oh, the pricing that Zach sent me on these gates. Whoa, is whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you, we probably need to uh, talk about that outside of our podcast. Oh, I thought we was on a commercial break or something. No, you said I had forty seconds. No, you. No, you're legit you, on the podcast. This you're, is you're Jacob, in the show, man. This is Jacob, oh. who is our automation specialist. Ja- uh, Jacob Vandiver does our uh, gate automation, access controls, things like that. And you see, it currently is six thirty, and this is when he likes to call and ask questions about jobs. That's kind of how it goes. When I work in the office. Yeah. That's when I work in the office. Yeah. So we work out, work, work all day and then norm, do office work at night. Normally these six thirty conversations take what a good hour mm. to answer a question. But man, we get one that. question. Wait, wait, one question. One question. Yeah. I think we end up covering it eventually after we talk about a lot of other random things. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We have to like go all the way around the world to get back to that question, but Hey man, it's all fun. Consist consistently. So we I'll, are, we are consistent. We can, uh, we can talk about work after this, but all right, holler, holler at me when you get done. All right, man. Thank you, Jacob. All right, okay. Yes, all right. Oh, that was interesting. It was. That's fun. And right out of the gate with, hey, let me divulge this giant thing that we wanted. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, this uh, this thing we're doing with Zach. What what are we doing? All right. Let's talk about that later, man. Uh, So, yeah, working in the shop by myself. Yeah. I mean, the way I remember it, I came into this, you know, just uh, degraded 
um, bomb shelter of a shop, and there was just this mass of. Yeah, I of think work you had to or, build the building when you got here. <laughs> that's right? right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Uh, unearth the building from the rubble that was whatever. No, so yeah. Either way, um, you know, came in and there was a lot of work going on and a lot oh. of work to be done. Oh. And uh, <laughs> cover cover up this name brand on my cup here. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah. So, and that, that was the start of our relationship, I guess, you know, and I, um, kind of cruising through my experience here. I was here, I say five years, it might've been four years. It was nearly nearing five years. And, uh, from about 20, so 2013 to 2018 and, uh, and, you know, fabricator, shop foreman, install foreman, shop foreman, fabricator, painter, uh, doing all the stuff all kind of simultaneously. Hey, you painted you know? too? I did do some, yes, I did do some painting. You mean like in the paint booth or? In the in a paint booth, right. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, there's uh, here on the property, I'm not sure if you, you're familiar with the Memphis Fence Company property, but there's. Are you talking a, to me or are you talking to them? I'm talking to you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if you're familiar with your property. But there does happen. To, <laughs> there's a commercial paint booth in over there under the rubble, right? We yeah. dug around and found a paint booth. Uh, yeah. So all, uh, all the everything. And with having done all the everything and, and then even uh, started to communicate with some customers directly a few times. Um, walked, uh, I think one official customer for through a sale kind of a thing. I don't know if I, I don't think I estimated the job, but I did do, uh, the design work and kind of produce some drawings and then got it right up into the handshake. And then, uh, so ar- armed with that experience, I felt suited to start my own business. Yeah. You know, you're ready, man. You've done it once. <laughs> like go out there. <laughs> Uh, had no idea what the heck was going on. My wife was pregnant. Um, and we, I met a guy that, you know, wanted to start a business also an iron business. And we just said, okay, let's do it. He had a little bit of tools. He'd been buying from auctions and, uh, uh, carved out a tiny space, which was even worse than the shop at Memphis fence company. Um, just small and open air. I mean, I worked at first in like a 10 by 12 space, you know, um, and really that's didn't cool, have though. much, you know. That, that's cool though. It, it's cool to look back on that kind of stuff, right? And you know, just kind of see where you came from and what you've been through. That's right. It, it, just imagine. I don't know what age our our range our audience is, but just imagine, you know, the game Oregon Trail, but in an iron shop version. And that's what <laughs> what I what I did. Yeah. You know, I uh, survived. Did you get like snake the, bites the area and, or whatever? What right, exactly. <laughs> I don't know any of that thing. Uh, and I still don't know how to do any math, you know, <laughs> or whatever you're supposed to do. To, I think that game correlated with school somehow or somehow because we always played it at school. But <laughs> it was like two plus two to get the medicine for grandpa or whatever. Right. <laughs> All I did was die a lot. I don't know if I ever made it to that point. Right. So, uh, yeah, that. It, uh, you know, progress a good a good bit with the business. Um, I focus. Do, do we got a little time to talk about what my focus was, or we how where what are we looking? At? Man, I don't. Well, so we're like fifteen and a half minutes in. Um, we've got a couple pages of bullet points here, yeah. and we haven't made it through the first one yet. Okay, well, so I like, like that. I, I kind of think we might uh, Trent. break this intro into two. Okay, okay. So it. Do you want to? So inter- far, you're going to talk about yourself for the whole first episode, and well, yeah, okay, okay. I like that. I like that. I like that. 
It does say powerhouse, right? Sure. I mean, come on. <laughs> Look at this, ladies. Just kidding. Or dudes. Uh, yeah, so you want to talk about you, Sam, and get up to All that right. point? Right. So you I'm, came here. Yeah, I'm 2018. You came you know? here. You left. I did. I did. All right. So when you went and started your own business, I did. Built some really With cool things. With a partner. So, so Zach and I talked the entire time that he was gone, basically. That's right. That's right. So we, we communicated a lot. Um, I, he, he asked a lot of questions, and I tried to help whenever I could. Sure. And uh, so kind of to like fast forward to the end of this, eventually Zach came back here. Right. That's right. What, six months ago? Um, yep. January 1, it was my official start date. Yeah, so. uh, but... Okay, so you were here like the last week of December. A I was bit. here, yeah, just yeah. kind of hanging around, checking out the vibe. I'm still a little uncertain whether I was going to stick around or not. <laughs> oh, you didn't know that? <laughs> Are you talking about today? Or... <laughs> yeah, so um, so that's kind of how Zach came back here. Six months now, he runs our ornamental division now. Um, that's what he was hired for six months ago, and... You know, now he's got some experience dealing with customers and I mean, he ran his own business. So experience doing everything. Oh, I'm sitting here looking down and the camera's up there. Sorry. Sorry, everyone watching. I think I've been doing the same thing. Yeah, I guess we should stare at them. So, um, yeah, so that that's kind of how Zach and I, I reconnected or whatever, how we came back. So you do you want to add any more like history or anything details in there? I guess the main thing is no, not, not particularly, I guess really just the skill set and being back here and the transition of coming to work for you and, and, or for Memphis Fence and being a part of the team, that whole thing. And just, uh, really, man, like, I guess take away from, the start of the business, the fear, the ins and outs of running the business. We'll get into all that when we get further into the, you know, further episodes about business management and fears of running a business and all that comes with that territory. So I don't know. We might just do an episode on like your experience and kind of what you went through. So yeah, we could save that for another time. I guess ultimately the takeaway is like, I feel like I've matured a huge like leaps and bounds in the few years that I left Memphis Fence and came back. I, well, mean, I think when you left here, you were not equipped to do the job you're doing today. But exactly. You came back. Equipped thank you for articulating that. That's I could have led us on a long journey to get to that point. But yeah, so I, when I left, was not equipped to do the job I am now. And certain the skill sets were developed. Um, a lot of it is just an excitement uh, and kind of a, a lack of fear around let's try it. You got ideas. You had some ideas churning when I came over. You're like, here's my ideas. And I'm like, okay, well, let's get the shop running where we feel pretty good about it. And then I'll definitely, let's do it. Yeah. I'm drawing stuff. I'm ordering materials and I'm all in for any of these things. Right. Some of those ideas are actually happening. Right. So like uh, MFC manufacturing is one of the logos we have here on the wall. That's, that's something we've been working on kind of getting off the ground a little bit. Yeah, and I feel privileged to be a part of that because I just went from running one business to starting another one, basically, which right. that's the fun part of it. The right. idea and the starting to see it mature a little bit, developing the brand branding and yeah. and that kind of thing. The think tanking I mean, part is really, I really enjoy that. We've, you know? we've so. done quite a bit of that here. And, you know, since you've come back, we've done quite a bit of that. We did it before, too. Right. Um, With a good bit of help from Alaria who's off camera now she refuses to turn the microphone on you yeah. could talk really loud 
Say hey. Hi. It's Ilaria. I don't know if you can hear that, but she's over here punching buttons and, and watching us anxiously. So uh, she's but, managing uh, our mar- the marketing department for yep. Memphis Fence Company. So. Yep. so everything that you're seeing out there on social media for Memphis Fence, Impalo, MFC Manufacturing, Powerhouse, all of that's coming from her. Yep. That's none of us. We couldn't do it. So, so that's part of the trifecta we've left a lot of Dan out really, um, which that's not, I feel like this is a good time to transition into you. What I do. Sure. Or did, and then did some more and now what you do now or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so Memphis fence company was started by my grandfather and his brother in 1971. I came along in 1989 and I was pretty much born and raised here. Uh, went with him on commercial sales calls when I was still riding around in diapers in the car seat. And my grandmother would drive him around. And uh, I would sit in the middle of, you know, the old school straight cab just with the bench seat. There's a rumor that this company has some ties to Memphis music or rock and roll or something. Is that anything you want to clear up right now? Is that... other? You heard a rumor? I did hear. There's a lot. There's actually there. There's some some lore that surrounds Memphis Fence Company. Uh, All these rumors. I, yeah. Well, so, I don't know. So my grandmother was married to a guy named Bill Black, who played the bass for Elvis. Um, you know, I I don't know until what point, but for a long time. And the grandmother that you mentioned driving you around on fence calls. That's right. That's so right. some, but like five degrees of Elvis Presley. Yeah. Somehow now we are all connected to Elvis Presley. That's right. In some so fashion. so now we we talk about Elvis like we knew him. Right. That's right. So yeah. when he used to work here. Yeah. Or whatever. Right. right. Well, actually, <laughs> don't tell the secret, but you know, actually, he still works here. Right. Right. That's right. <laughs> I heard Alaria whisper, "Every Memphian thinks they're related to Elvis." <laughs> Alari is Italian, so she likes to make fun of us too, by the way. (laughs) So, yeah, so my grandmother was married to Bill Black until he died. And then she later met my grandfather and got married. And it'd be so much cooler if Bill Black was your grandfather. I'm sorry. Oh, you can't say that kind of stuff to people. (laughs) So, uh, I bet in Italy they can. So, yeah, actually, Bill Black is the reason where the money came from to start Memphis Fence Company. So without him riding around with Elvis and doing all that crazy stuff. And have you ever seen the movie Walk the Line? It was like the the Johnny Cash story. You ever seen that? I thought, oh, I think you asking me pop culture references is off limits. That's the like the only thing. Are we allowed to say the name of a movie? Okay, so anyways, if you have seen it, Johnny Cash, right? Right. Johnny, okay, so, you know, yeah, they I like all ride around all together. So my grandmother was there for that stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so that was that was uh she had some pretty interesting stories. That's cool. But anyways, yeah, so my grandfather died and 2011 he died and but before uh, that you worked here. Yeah. Like you were a kid in the iron shop, the one I was talking about in you know, such yeah. fond words earlier. Yeah. <laughs> was yeah, like so your playground. That's probably the reason why the shop was <laughs> f- 
falling apart when you got here. I, I probably like it. Was, it was not nearly as bad as I said. I, no. I you know, obviously it, it was actually a building standing there. Right. So. But yeah, yes. Yeah, so I worked here um, when I was a young kid. I mean, I would like put together, you know, gate hinges and fill gates and do a bunch of stuff like that when I was younger and spent most of my time like terrorizing people and racing forklifts and stuff. But every once in a while, I did something productive. Right. Which is an interesting thing because there are employees still who work for Memphis Fence that were here when you were a child or even before you were born. Some of them. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. That's That's right. That's wild. So we uh, we have a lot of people who like to tell those stories of crazy things that I did when I was younger. So, but um, yeah, so then we kind of went through that. And of course, when I turned 16 and actually had a driver's license and all that, I started working here again or started Still working here really more or something. Yeah. Really, we'll just say, <laughs> really, I worked here. And um, yeah, spent some time installing residential fence, spent some time in the shop, you know, doing some fab work. I mean, I started as a grunt laborer digging holes. And learned a lot over the years. And I guess in like 2008, I started doing commercial estimating. So came into the office, started doing commercial estimating, selling some wholesale material. And at this time, was your grandfather still running the company or still at the company? He retired in like 2000. And at some point, your father kind of came in a little bit. Yeah. So after my grandfather left, dad was here from, from about 2000 up until... I bought it from him in 2013. So dad was here when I came in the office and started bidding jobs and, uh, I mean, man, doing a little bit of everything. Like, and that's, I guess, uh, just a quick interjection. I yeah, think uh, yeah. part of the allure of working here and being a part of the team for me is that Memphis Fence still, even though we're kind of growing and becoming a commercial, you know, we're a commercial company and that's our objective is to move into the, you know, business to business so sales. We've done commercial work forever. Right. Right. I mean, since the seventies, like it's not like we're just starting to get into commercial, right, but right. for a lot of years we did commercial and residential. And like I said, we sell wholesale material and kind of did all of it. And last year we just cut the residential so we can focus everything on commercial. Right. Well, even in that growth, I think there's still this, um, you know, the spirit of a family company. And I really appreciate that. I mean, your wife works here. Um, your son, you can see your son up here who's named after Webb, the yeah, grandfather. Your grandfather who yeah. started the company. And I, I really like that in the story that, you know, for 50 years, it hasn't just been changing hands from some guy with a big wad of money to some other guy. It's a family owned, family started. Any guys listening to have a big wad of money? Yeah, sure, sure. But I mean, you know, I, there's just a certain allure to the whole. There's nothing wrong with having a big wad of money, you well, know? Yeah, uh, I was hoping they might like call me up or something. Uh, Let them come sit here with sure, you. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, you know, but it's still just that the spirit in the backstory of Memphis Fence Company, your relation to it, I, I really personally like the family owned yeah, family cool. operated business it's and cool. that vibe and all that, you yeah. know? I so mean, it's third generation ownership in right. the same family. And Zach kind of mentioned it earlier, but I mean, we do have people that have, we've got one guy that's worked here 39 years. So he he'll uh, in June of next year will be his 40th anniversary. Like, I mean, that's almost unheard of these days. Yeah, that's a big deal, man. There's a lot that are 20 plus year veterans, you know, some in their 30s and then obviously him at 39. So, 
I mean, I think, yes, it's a family owned business, meaning my family has owned it the entire time, but like it is a family. Right. Cause I mean, those people, they've been here my entire life. I've known them, you know, as long as I've known my parents and stuff. So it's a, uh, it's pretty cool. I like yeah. it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I kind of joked about somebody with a big wad of money, but really, I don't know what else I would do. Like if I wasn't here, a part of all of this, I don't know what I'd do. All of my visions of starting a business, running a business, everything I'm going to do to earn money for myself all consists of working hard. I don't have yeah. any of the like, you know, I don't know what, what people do that's easy. Uh, drop shipping or something like that, I guess, is well, one that are, I can think of. What about the people or, that just like play golf? What's that about? I, I don't know. Never I don't played. even know what that would be like. That's crazy. <laughs> Not to ostracize any golf players out there. We, yeah, like, no, we like all things and all people. But I'm in people that like just play golf. <laughs> Don't work. <laughs> Maybe that's a job then. So now you've designated a you know another op- job opportunity. Yeah. But let, let's get back to you were. I think we were around uh, 2008. You were yeah. 16. You're working for Memphis Fence. Well, so I was 16 before 2008. But, but well, yeah, I, we made it to 2008. Right. So I came in the office, started bidding jobs. There you go. There you go. There you go. Started you, selling wholesale you. material, kind of like inherited the ornamental stuff that you right. are doing much better than I was able to, what? you know, had, had a lot of, a lot of crazy things going on. And in my opinion, there wasn't enough people here to like help with, you know, the sales management, all of that stuff at the time. But, um, so I, I learned, I learned a lot. I learned a lot of things to do. I learned a lot of things not to do. I learned a lot of things I want to do different and eventually that time came and it was a lot faster than I thought. And dad decided to sell the company. And I say, if you're going to sell it, I want to buy it. And of course, you know, he just kind of brushed me off at first. No, nah, you can't buy it. Blah, blah, blah. After months of like negotiating and contracts and all this kind of stuff, we finally did March 12th of 2013, I think was the day. Cool. Yeah. So got that done. And kind of uh, have basically tried to like stabilize things and kind of get us heading in the right direction for the past 10 years. And, you know, here in the the past year or two, we've kind of like hit a point where we're decently stable and, you know, things are actually heading in the right direction kind of, you know, brings us to why there's more than one logo on this wall behind me. Now we, uh, we kind of got this a little bit under control. Got one like, thing, one head above water. Now yeah. let's uh, start from scratch with yeah. three others Let, all at the same time. Let's do 10 other things. <laughs> right. I, I get that. And I think that's, you know, again, like why it's been so fun to kind of come back here and get in back into that. Like, yeah. you know. You know, I'm terrible, man. I'll just like have some idea. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I wonder if this would work. And then sure. I'm like, yep, let's try it. You know, after a whole like solid, and I'm terrible about saying, thinking, let's, yeah, you're right. Let's do it. Oh, let's yeah. That sounds it. like a great idea. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We need, uh, we, we need to just like put the brakes on that for a little bit. I think we have enough going on to keep us busy. I think we're happy. I think we're good right. with so what we got. Have we really talked? We haven't talked a whole lot about Simpolo, which I look like we're getting no. there down there to our list and our bullet well, points. I mean, I still haven't even like, finished with me i don't know sorry i'm not I'm hey, i did work i had another job one time oh let's hear about that yeah, yeah. yeah it was so, in fence though so no one gives a crap oh, come on. <laughs> you ruined the surprise i did i had one other job i worked uh worked with a guy that subcontracted from a fence company in knoxville amazing so, big surprise yeah little college in there though yeah you did well, just i think i went to like three classes oh, okay okay I, I i almost became nocturnal right. during my when time in knoxville <laughs> 
And when your fence work interferes with your college, you know you got a problem. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that wasn't the only thing interfering with well, it. But we'll, we'll blame the fence work. Yeah, let's go with that. Sure. Yeah. So um, anyways, yeah. So I, like I said, I started, I started bidding jobs in 2008. And the whole time I was bidding jobs, I'm looking for like some kind of software solution. Like that's a big talk in the industry now is technology and using software and things that... Crafting table yeah, with the yeah. scale ruler. And- Even in 2008, like that's what we were doing here. And right. I, I would go to the builders exchange and like have to measure stuff over there and like take a notepad and draw it all out and everything else. And, you know, I talked to my grandfather and he's like, oh, yeah, I, I remember it used to take me a whole day to bid a job. I'd have to like drive across town, get some plans, come back, all of this stuff. I was like, man, that's what I'm doing. Like still, you know, right. It was uh, it was crazy. But anyway, so we we started using a little more technology and like, you know, kind of heading in that direction since 08, obviously. And so the whole time I'm really looking for like a, a good software for fence and never really found one that checked the boxes that I wanted anyways. And so in I guess about mid 2021, we we had like you know farm and farm equipment and right all right that that's the part I like I like this leveraging everything I own against this idea I woke up in the middle of the night to have about yeah. software or yeah, whatever remember that whole thing where I'm like <laughs> wait a minute I have an idea and then 30 seconds later I just go for it right here we are right so like sold everything that I had and just put it in the software and like said hey let's try it. Right. And uh, here we are. It works. It's here. It does its job. It works. So. How would they access that right now if somebody's here in Simpalo? It's Simpalo, Simpalo. What the hell is Simpalo? No. Oh, so, man, you just go to the website. Okay. Is Sim- that Simpalo.com? Is that easy? Is that hard to spell? Do yeah, I need a degree yeah. to understand how to use it? Probably. What about me? Like, uh, you know, prior to starting the business and coming over here, I was a bit of a Neanderthal. Yeah. And my. My idea of a drawing was a soapstone, sharp soapstone on a welding table, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And obviously, I kind of grew out of that uh, pretty quickly with um, doing the artistic design stuff. I had to get into some CAD and Mm -hmm. um, that kind of stuff and started using spreadsheets to look at my, you know, profit and loss for the business and budgeting and that kind of stuff. But what about, like, is this going to be an easy thing for someone to learn? A guy like me that's like... You know, I'm doing what you're saying, and I've been doing it like this for 30 years. Why, why are you asking me? You did it. I'm you, talking about Simbalo. I'm asking I, you. You did it. You use it. I use it, but you know, I'm. I'm. This is a so, so was a it rhetorical. How, how difficult was it for you? So let me explain. When Zach came <laughs> I wait, here, you could see the thread of of teams messages of this damn Simbalo. Right, yes, right. if if I'm honest, yes, I find it a little bit difficult. <laughs> so so, but Zach, I'm using it and it's helpful. Zach, uh, you know? uh, what like. For the first three weeks, was scared to turn his computer off because he didn't think he could get the the programs open again. Yeah, I was afraid it, I would close the wrong window and then not know which ones I needed to open on Monday it, for, it, to do my job. Never find it again. So, 
just just keep in mind who who's telling you that Simpolo is difficult. Right. That's right. That's right. So case but in no, point, no, it's it's easy, man. Case you in just, point, I'm using it. You are. Case in point, I'm using. You got there. You're using it. Yeah. So so you know all you do just upload some plans, put some Simpolo.com. Right. You're done. Is that it? Yeah. Simpolo.com. S i m p a l l o dot com. I don't think we're here to advertise. So like, <laughs> let's uh let's let's carry you on the list. So, yeah. Where was I? Oh yeah, I made Simpolo. And yeah. then uh, since Impala, we've decided to start this MFC manufacturing, which is, you know, I think, oh, right. You described it the last time we did this and it didn't work. But uh, you, you kind of said it was like a job shop, right? So like a custom job shop, basically, where. Which is true to yeah. an extent. Yeah. So, you uh, you know, we see a lot of a lot of drawings that are for fence that doesn't exist. None of the big prefab people out there are making this kind of fence. So you got to find somebody to build it. And we hope to become that person who would build these kind of one-off custom things. And that idea came from when I worked here before. We did a job for uh, a government building or facility here. It was yeah. spec by an architect. And this is one of those circumstances where you read the plans, you look at the specs, and you're like, um, these materials don't exist. Yeah, so this architect <laughs> had taken like three different manufacturers' drawings and somehow made a hybrid version of them. Right. So and then I think edited them after combining. It's the like three. part so. custom fabrication, part uh, prefabricated. We don't say the name of the big prefab guys, or I don't do. know. I don't know what we're allowed to say. <laughs> you we, probably know if you're a fence guy and you've messed with any kind of iron work, you know some of the big prefab names. So yeah, yeah. it was it was a hodgepodge, whatever you call that. Uh, monstrosity of fence uh, with yeah. various materials, some of which we looked at and were like, um. nah, man, they just sent those drawings <laughs> over and I said, sure, why not? We'll do it. Like whatever it is, we'll figure it out. Right. So, I mean, so we, we started in like 2000 building custom fence and here at Memphis fence company, we added, you know, the shop across the street and all that stuff. So, I mean, we had been doing it for a while, so it wasn't like it was just something new that we decided right, to jump right, into right. with that set of drawings. Actually, and from the time of 2000 to whenever that we're talking about 2016, which is when we did the, yeah. that job, yeah. um, it, you guys had tried it all kinds of ways, right? Yeah. I mean, try, yeah. I heard 20 foot long prefab panels. I hear this story yeah. all the yeah. time over we, here. Uh, still have the, the trailer to show for it. <laughs> but we uh, did some stick building stuff in the field, right? It was, you know, painted after the fact. That stuff's still up, man. It doesn't look it that is. bad. No, it doesn't look that bad. Painted so. every now and then, and it's fine. And you did do some kind of wholesale of the prefab stuff at some point, yeah, to some so extent. At, at one point, we actually, uh, I get my my dad and my uncle started a company, Aluminum Passage. Mm -hmm. you know, you're familiar with that. I am, yes. So build, building aluminum slide gates and shipping them. We still have inventory. We yeah. still have aluminum passage right. inventory. The, uh, there was some truck extrusions that I think they ordered like 17 million of or something like that. And like we're still using them. You know, we to this day, I, I think there's still like four or 500 of them over there. So thanks. <laughs> But right. uh, yeah, so they, they did that and kind of like got into the manufacturing and distribution a little bit and it just went terrible. You know, they had a job where they sold 200 gates that had to go to Guam. Yeah. You know the story? Yes. Yeah. So they, and they were all aluminum gates. They all had to be anodized. And so like we had to send a crew from West Tennessee to Atlanta, Georgia, I think Atlanta or maybe Birmingham, Alabama, one of those and like go drill holes in every single one of those gates 
so that they could uh, hang them. Right. And then after all that, they came back here and they were like three months later, some crap. And they had to put them on FedEx air. So they FedExed air 200 gates to Guam. So, uh, yeah, it didn't that go well. Expensive. I doubt it was cheap. <laughs> I can hardly see how it would be cheap. Uh, but yeah, they, they messed around with that for a little bit. And I mean, we, we sold some aluminum gates, you know, sold, right. sold some that went to NASA. What? Am I allowed Everybody to knows that. I don't, I mean, yeah, okay. they don't have okay. time for guys like us. I don't think. I hope not. Please don't mess with us. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, sold some to, to them and, uh, we still build and install and maybe we'll sell some aluminum slide gates through, uh, this manufacturing thing. That's right. Well, we just lost the light, but I'm going to keep cruising. Uh, I, hold on. Let me, let me get my phone out here. <laughs> Mario. Did you, we mention this is our first show? There, you know? there we go. Uh, I'll just, uh, I have a personally have a, <laughs> a little bit of experience with stage performance. So I'm accustomed to when things go wrong, you keep going. If the drummer, misses, it. yeah, if the drummer misses a beat, you don't all stop and look at them and say, Hey, what the heck was that? You know? Right. Uh, and, it, and it's funny. Oftentimes with things, little mess ups, hiccups along the way you look back at the recording and it's hardly even noticeable so right and uh, i actually i, I kind of mentioned it earlier this is our second time doing this episode. oh right i lied i said it's the first <laughs> first the, semi-successful is, time right right <laughs> so now hold on where's your phones at let's just gather our phones around like we're at a concert i don't know why we need that you could turn that overhead on in the backpack oh, there. don't drop your phone um, All right. All so, right, so MFC, anyways. MFG, right? We're getting into manufacturing. We've kind of had some experience. My warehouse experience is m- minimal or, you know, pales in comparison, I think, to what we're trying to do here. But we've designated a need, I think. And I'm um, 95% confident that we can build anything that somebody throws at us. That part, yeah, I feel really cool about. And I had, so, you know. So we, we've been working on, what, a crash gate for the past few Crash days? gate. I'm working on some uh, warehouse guardrails. And I really like this idea. We are providing commercial perimeter fence to warehouses and some big, uh, whatever, big companies. We do a lot of big companies around here with storage and um, some in do some work inside warehouses yep. uh, with the yep. commercial so that, chain link division. So if I can uh, interject, interrupt, oh, you please right do, there. please do. So yeah, that, that's just, actually how this uh, guardrail thing came about. I was at a pre-bid walkthrough at a big distribution facility, and I'm just looking around inside the building, and I see nothing but this guardrail everywhere. And I came back to the office, and I said, "Hey, Zach, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna build this guardrail." And I uh, snapped a few pictures. Sure, heck and right we are, Dan. So again, my thirty seconds of of thought about that, right? Kinda, and so we dove in, and uh, uh, we just kind of been like gathering up the stuff to build we some pieces. Just, my shop guys are over there just twiddling their thumbs, waiting right. for more fabrication work. That's right, right? I mean, come on. So we just uh, give them a little bit more. That's right. It's That's just right. A, just a tiny project. We're only building what like eight hundred pieces of it, so. Right. So, and, and I, my, just kidding, you know how, how, right. We're going to start with eight. We're going to do it. Um, and my idea that kind of expounded from the original one, (laughs) she's trying, I know we're doing it. 
so I apologize, viewers, for the technical issue. Hey, there we Listeners, go. Listeners, however, they don't care. They don't know what's going on. They're like, shut up. Hey, keep talking. Didn't, didn't I say something about needing to plug that light in? <laughs> Uh, and I said something like, it'll be fine. Let's go. Uh, I like that. Uh, so the where uh, the warehouse guardrail got, just kind of got me thinking and starting that, like we, what other things, what can we do to provide more uh, of their needs? I recently quoted some pedestrian signs and stop signs to a warehouse. Did you? Yeah, they asked for it. I said, but you know, like the I whole mean, sign or just the sign? Sign post anchored to the concrete. At the warehouse. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that's part of where it's right about the same time you're like, hey, man, I just came back from the place and they have the warehouse, the warehouse guardrail is going to be a thing, you know, and, uh, and I was like, that's crazy because I was just what other thing? Basically, what other things can we quote to warehouses while we're there? So, hey, you know? viewers, if you have any idea, let us know if there's something that you want that you can't find. Let us know. We might be able to figure it out. Well, and that's the business model of mfc manufacturing oh, right right <laughs> we think you might it might exist uh you might want it it might not exist then you ask us which is a hard sell sometimes yeah which i found out in the architectural or you know decorative ironwork thing people would ask what what do you do uh, well i do artistic what? metal work uh what do you want yeah, what, whatever you ask for I mean, well, I can't think of anything right now, Zach. Thank you very much for your time. Yeah, that that's a that's definitely something that we've tried to figure out is how to like give people an idea of what we do when we can do whatever you want. Right. That's right. not very good marketing. Whatever you want. So hey, let's um let's kind of talk about this. Like what you know, it uh, we we plan to share our journey. So All we, right. we've kind of like beat the dead horse about how we've got multiple things going and how we're starting up some new stuff and a little bit about who you are, a little yeah. bit about how I am and who if, I am. If anyone's still listening, they may be curious to know what this show is gonna be. So yeah, I, so I I think uh, I think a part I think a part of our show is to share the journey and uh, share the mistakes share the things that we do right and just kind of let you know where we are what we're doing what's Some working what isn't be kind of not just a little bit current also a little retroactive uh with my experience yeah. running a business your experience owning and running this business things like insurance maybe yeah. you've talked about that yeah insurance. you and i've talked a bit about uh Sometimes handling customer workforce, limited workforce, too much mm -hmm. workforce, maybe just some kind of general. So, some here's an example. Yeah. To just uh, just recently, I was listening to Nathan Downs and Tony Thornton. Okay. And one of the things they said was like, you know, businesses get to this point where they kind of plateau because of the processes that they have in place. So. You know, we talked about that, what, yesterday? A lot. I mean, and, I, uh, right now, it's one of my big focuses. So I, I think that... As know, it pertains to the ornamental right. division of Memphis Fence Company. I think, yeah. I think that's something we can share is like, what are we trying to do to improve those processes and kind of get something that we think is um, scalable, right? Instead right. of just kind of being stagnant. Like, we want to scale. Well, we want to grow. The joke that's available from today was I was texting and I accidentally wrote, uh, our system is Dan. And that uh, was kind of a funny thing. And we, we talked a little bit about that. And I have that experience running the business is you can't, 
it's you can't grow a business if your uh, team is reliant on you as the owner for everything. Yeah. You know, if all questions point to the owner, then you're set up for at least stagnation. I, Definitely I doesn't think. work. Right. It also doesn't allow. So one of my complaints that I have from time to time or frustrations, I guess, maybe not even a complaint is just like the revolving door I have all day long people in and sure. out. So that is, I believe, uh, you know, kind of product of the failure that we have to have a great system in place right? when people are constantly coming and asking me questions. Right. Um, and I think, a, I mean, a big, just kind of a general practice in my life is really the, or the experience that I've kind of come to over and over is you got to designate what you don't want to know what you do want kind of, and that's yeah. kind of the difficulty of doing all this stuff. You got to try, you got to fail, you got to basically designate the fault in order to make the correction or find the solution or whatever, right? And that's yeah. kind of what the journey is going to be. And hopefully we'll get to kind of share some of the growth or, of Simpalo or, and, and, and failures and, and excitements and accomplishments of both Simpalo and MFC, MFG is kind of the main thing. But um, we, haven't, we haven't really talked about too. Memphis Fence either. And like we have, you know, some stuff going on where we're trying to to kind of expand the the area that we work in. That's true. That's some true. additional contractors licenses and you know kind of get out there where we're honestly just kind of uncomfortable outside of our comfort zone. Well, we used the word process. We are isn't brushing that, up isn't against that, good? that was that was earth-shattering. We're uncomfortable outside of our comfort zone. Hey. I'm proud of that. Well, yes. <laughs> Somehow redundant uh Quips are the best, you know. Yeah. Um, either way, so you, uh, you talk. We haven't we haven't really talked about Memphis Fence Company, uh, the commercial fence, obtaining jobs, getting jobs, how that's going, where we're going. So we could do an intro there around that, like you said, and yeah, but not today. Not today. Okay. I, I think not that's today, good. ladies. I know you're sitting on the so edge of your seat, so... ladies and gentlemen. Here, they're pensive on the edge of their seat. What does Memphis Fence Company do? Everyone's no, so disappointed right now. Right. The, I am not. Oh, wait. The the what? The one thousand people listening <laughs> are probably disappointed. Sorry. Um, but yeah, we'll get there, man. I, I think, um, like I said, I, I really think this whole intro thing needs to be two shows because, I mean, we're at 50 minutes now and I, there's a lot left. What are they in store for? Why don't you just, can you give me, uh, give me a quick rundown of what <laughs> I'm in, I, you know, I started here, I had no idea I'd signed up for a podcast. Um yeah, that's another one of those. Let me think about it. It's 30 seconds and then we're jumping in. And I mean, well, we're, we're winging it. And right? the fun, the, you know, the beautiful thing about it is I've just kind of wandered into this with you. Like, okay, well, I'm here. Right. You never asked. I never said no. I'm just kind of going with the flow. And then somehow there's two microphones and, and that's my microphone, and uh, right, and that's right. how that is I going. think it, it kind of like started as like, hey, do you want to be on a show like once? And then, you know, we, we've done some test runs here and there. And well, I'm going to do this podcast, and I'm going to need some people. And Zach's, you know, here every day, so he, he could come on. And uh, I guess at least as of now, I'm a permanent fixture. So I, I think it's a good fit. <laughs> I think uh, you, you bring some you know, some uh, entertainment value that I probably wouldn't bring. 
I hope to keep it up. Yeah. You know, I mean, hopefully we haven't exhausted all of my, you know, on camera character for today. I mean, maybe another character comes next, next <laughs> it's time. It's going to be you, somebody you else know. next yeah, time. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, yeah. So kind of the things that I, I know are kind of in the pipeline. Um, there we go. Yeah. Back to that's that. Good, good, to good. That. So we, we do have, I, I'd like to bring someone on to talk about insurance. Zach mentioned earlier. Uh, I think there's a lot of stuff that we all can learn about that. Um, I think that I'd like to bring our banker on um, and just kind of like, if nothing else, run through the history that that I have with him and kind of how he's helped us out over the years. And, you know, just to kind of stress the importance of having a relationship with a banker and, you know, what they can help you do. Uh, when I was calling you for my business, that was one of the big things you're like, man, you got to have a line of credit. Yeah. And we'll sure. get, we'll get into that a little bit more, but for just sure. kind of, you know. Yeah. And you got to keep those bankers happy too, man. You can't just like go get a line of credit and then like ignore their phone calls and all that. No, you know, if you got a bill you can't pay, just answer the phone and say, sorry, I can't pay it. Like I've been there. I've spent a significant amount of time over the past 10 years struggling to pay bills. And you know, it's just part of it. Sometimes cash flow is very crucial. Yeah. And uh, it, yes. it takes some time to figure out how to like get your arms wrapped around all that. So, and that's, uh, that is podcast topic, right? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. some of the meat that we'll be getting into. Um, recently okay. I'm going to go ahead and allude to it. Memphis fence has taken a kind of a shift towards more commercial. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we, we talked about that a little. Shh. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> that that's basically it you know i'm I'm just kind of i guess wrapping up um you know what we've talked about what our goals to talk about are and uh i think that we've pretty much covered that kind of stuff we will be having some potential callers for questions i guess uh hopefully did, interact did we have a caller in this run right i don't know to hey. tell the truth y'all we did two recordings you may have heard jacob Vandiver, yeah. our yeah, he was automation on this one. specialist. You maybe you haven't. Uh, oh gosh, we yeah, got that's our ducks in a row, man. Yeah, so I'm feeling organically this thing's starting to kind of fizzle at 50 minutes. So yeah, you right. Know, it seems like we've exhausted ourselves. Or oh, hey, I will say that this show is going to be recorded, um, and I don't. There's going to be like some kind of schedule. Some of them will be recorded. Some of them will be live. When we're alive, you'll be able to call into the show. So if we have a guest here talking about insurance, talking about banking. That's what you know, I was trying to say. Any so, of those type of right. things. Uh, so we've got Tony Thornton scheduled to be on here to talk to us. Um, I mean, any of that kind of stuff. If you've got questions or anything, you can just call. And um, you saw how that kind of works where people can jump in and have a conversation with us. So that's a, that's a thing. But, yeah, I think we're done. Okay, and what about uh, as far as the schedule for the podcast? That's going to be up somewhere, so people have an idea. Like, say they want to know about a specific topic, we'll kind of put out a preliminary schedule, so you have an idea. Is it... Social media. So you need a mic. I I can't read a lips. Is that what did you say, Alaria? Yeah. Social media. Social media. Okay, okay. She's saying social media. So we'll have a powerhouse uh, is on Facebook. Powerhouse. Instagram. Instagram. LinkedIn. That's it. 
Okay. But that's where we'll have a schedule. Ultimately, yeah. how can they? I just, you know, I, I just come because y'all grab me and say, get down here. It's time it's to Tom. go. You it's Tom's that. Come on. Right. But, you know, for our, we're going to go talk about for our stuff. viewers, listeners, people who are interested in what we might have to say about those specific topics, mm-hmm. you can access that you, via. You see <laughs> the law, it's in your face. <laughs> there you go. Uh, 50, 55 minutes in, we, we figured out. Those of you who want to be informed of specific topics. Yeah, they those can see of you. you who want to, we'll get this right one of these days. Those of you who want to be informed about any specific topic, you can find the, um, the preview schedule on the aforementioned uh, social media platforms uh, via our, you know, marketing specialist, uh, Laria uh, Placini. Um, she's from... <laughs> Look at that look. <laughs> you, I don't know. She said, you, you just butchered my name, Zach. I don't speak Italian, but I like her a lot. So that <laughs> makes up for it, I think. She does a really amazing job. And yep. all the Zach. joking aside, I mean, this is going to be a cool thing, I think. You're showing off our like so. 1980s wood paneling over here, man. Come on. We can't let them see that. But... <laughs> All right, so we should say something like goodbye and thanks for tuning in. You know, I think that's customary. Oh, I can't see this. Yeah, yeah, we probably should. I think we're done. Yeah. I don't, Good I don't, job, man. Thanks, um, dude. I do think we'll probably get some kind of calendar that people could kind of like look ahead and see what's coming. So Yeah, I just said that for like 20 minutes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I fell asleep. I wasn't sure what all you covered there. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for watching. If you're still there, and, yeah. Uh, we'll join see us on the journey. Yeah, we'll powerhouse see you. fence show. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye.